What would be a favorite subject for you to counsel people on and to speak to about? Training trainers to train. There are so many trainers in all walks of life, corporate and what have you. Subject matter experts feel that because they understand their subject material so well, that that automatically qualifies them to be a trainer or a speaker, where in many cases it makes them a worse trainer or speaker because they just give all of this data and overwhelm their audience. So my, to answer your question would be working with trainers, working with people that have complex information that need to be able to, to disseminate that or to share that with an audience so they can understand it. Here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Hey, 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 it's a beautiful day. Yes, a beautiful day indeed to be in the South. That's where we're heading today, but before we get into that journey, I'd like you to just take your phone if you have it in the upper right-hand corner. You could hit one of those three buttons and you could forward this show to a dear friend who may really value the content in this episode. My guest today is a dynamic professional speaker, trainer, and coach with over 25 years of experience in the field of training and development, leadership, and communication with a passion for helping individuals and organizations achieve their full potential. He brings a wealth of knowledge and expertise to his presentations. You better strap up your seatbelts because we're taking a ride today from the Music City all the way to Atlanta, Georgia to hang out with David Dorier. Here we are on Podcasting Your Global Career today, and I'm with David Dorier. David, thank you for coming on short notice. We just met recently on LinkedIn, and uh, I was delighted to see that you're a speaker amongst many other things, and you actually educate people in the speaking arena. Um, fabulous, uh, you know, fulfillment of so many people's dreams and aspirations and people like you are so desperately needed in this space so how did we get into this space to begin with well thank you so much james for inviting me and finding me on linkedin it, 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 that was a it, that was a great surprise to meet you and then learn more about you and now to be on your podcast so thank you so much so how did all this begin well it didn't come naturally that's for sure when i was a kid growing up on long island new york uh, i i've met folks that I graduated high school with, and many of them said, I didn't even know you could talk because I was just a shy kid. Uh, I, I, For me, if I was able to find a cave and live in that cave for the rest of my life at that time, I would have been very happy. However, higher powers had other other, uh, other things in their, in, on their mind for me in my life. But growing up as a kid, I was always fascinated with radio broadcasting but I never knew how I was gonna get into it. But I ended up in radio broadcasting. I ended up as a trainer while I was in the military. And then for 30 years in corporate, I've been in training and development, training people, writing training, and, uh, and training trainers to train. So how did I end up in this? 
through training and development, and I love it. I love helping people be better speakers. Wow, that's awesome. So much to know in that area. Um, you can cover like anything from someone's posture to finding their voice, both audio and inner voice, all of the things that are necessary to communicate on a level that reaches people. And where do you find it is the most challenging um, piece of that that comes up, like first and foremost for most people? Great question. So there are three things that that I've been evaluating speakers for a very long time. Uh, many of the speakers that I have evaluated were at networking events. And I would sit in the back of the room and and they did not know the speaker, someone doing their five or seven minute presentation. They didn't know that I was taking notes. But out of the 50, 60 people that I evaluated in that fashion, there were always three things that always came up. The first is to know your audience. Many times speakers will speak to an audience in a way that doesn't resonate with them. Or they're speaking to an audience as if we are all experts in their field. So knowing the audience and being able to speak to that audience and making your content relevant to your audience is number one. Number two is to incorporate stories. Many times people will be just giving data, you know, all this data that they're just vomiting to their, to, their, to their audience. Tell us some stories, give us some, because we, as an audience, we wanna we want to get those pictures with words in our head. We want to be emotionally connected to that content. So know your audience, tell stories, and number three that gets missed all the time is to have a conclusion. People will get to the end of their presentation and say, All right, that's it, I'm out of here. And there's no conclusion. And the conclusion could be just something as simple as a short review or a call to action of some sort. Right, so we got know your audience, stories, and wrap it up with uh, a good, a decent conclusion. Exactly. So, so when you get those three down, it, um, are those the three that you start with when you're counseling someone um, as, as let's get these fundamentals down first? Is that how you, you do it? Uh, great question, great question. I wouldn't I wouldn't start with that if I if you and I were working together and I was starting the coaching process with you first thing I'd want to know is what are your goals it's all about you at this point I'm not sharing uh, tips and tricks and body uh, language and any of that at this point right because I need to know what your objectives are and once I know those then we can take off and the, the rocket takes off at that point yeah now you've done you've not only trained people but I'm assuming you've done the uh, speaking touring and, and been on stages uh, doing your own thing uh, correct somewhat yes I do more coaching than speaking but I need I need more speaking opportunities yes okay so what's your favorite space to be in where you feel like your authority is and and, and just the teaching aside but um, just lining up with that adjacent to that if you will what would be a favorite subject for you to counsel people on and to speak to about training trainers to train there are so many trainers in all walks of life corporate and what have you subject matter experts 
feel that because they understand their subject material so well, that that automatically qualifies them to be a trainer or a speaker, where in many cases, it makes them a worse trainer or speaker because they just give all of this data and overwhelm their audience. So my, to answer your question would be working with trainers, working with people that have complex information that need to be able to to disseminate that or to share that with an audience so they can understand it. Right. Um, so when you when you get into that with a trainer, do you find that they've somehow uh, not misled anybody, but they they somehow didn't really have the knowledge that they possess, and you wake them up? And is that is that a real like shocker for them to say, you know, I, I didn't know what I didn't know, and here I am teaching people? That's kind of an untenable position, right? It's like I signed you up to train you, yet I don't really have all the tools that I really should have. Yeah, I, I find two types of people. Uh, one is the trainer that feels that there's something missing. Something just isn't working right, but I but they don't know what it is. They can't put their finger on it. Yeah. They may they may be working for a leader or a manager that also has been moved into that leadership role, that training leadership role, more so because of their time and uh, their time in the organization and don't have a training background to really help them. So there's that one individual that knows something's missing, but they can't put their finger on. And then that's where I can come in and help them out. And then there's the other trainer that just doesn't, I, I don't want to say doesn't care, just doesn't have enough knowledge to really understand what training is all about. Right. Some people think it's just talking and telling. Is just spitting out information and not really thinking about who is my audience? What is their learning style? The other thing is, well, the big aha with these trainers is that realizing that everybody in that audience learns differently, yeah. retains information differently. Many trainers will think that, well, if I learn this way, then everybody learns exactly the same way. You know, you, you bring up such an important point, and I've been beating the drum about this for years. As um, you know, it's 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 so like typical school um, experience. Uh, I don't care if it's grade school, high school, college, whatever. But you know, you talk with a friend who uh, this happened to me a couple of years ago, and we were assessing uh, email platforms, and you know, he was using Mailchimp, and I was using something else, and we both started talking about Mailchimp. And uh, he was like, I, I, don't, I don't get it. And this kid was brilliant, a really smart young man and accomplished uh, concert pianist and violinist. I mean, he was just extraordinary producer. And we were just going back and forth how one of us, you know, got it like that and the other one didn't. And then you take another platform and the reverse happened. And it underscores your point about we really still don't know how to teach a human being like on a on a macro level because it's like you're just taking like all these students i don't care what age you're throwing them in a room and expecting them all to have the same interpretation skills of knowledge that each other has and it just doesn't work that way and it's like we all like receive information so differently and process it differently that you end up you know in my case i thought i was a dummy i just lost 
all concentration because I was a kid always dreaming out there. I was building things. I was, you know, flying on a jet plane. You know, it's like I was, you know, like dreaming all my dreams and, and school was just too boring for me, you know. But so how do you overcome that challenge of, you know, how do you get to this person and dissect that and really, really connect with them? Uh, another great question. And that's where I dive into the one of the foundational pieces of training. One foundational piece is the basics of presenting and body language and all of that. There's that piece. But then the second piece is the adult learning theory. How do adults learn? How do adults retain information? How does a, how can a presenter present the information in a way that's going to be engaging. It's all about creating engagement. And there are eight principles that I that I work with with the adult learning theory. And not only will this help trainers, but all presenters. It helps them to understand how to engage an audience, whether you're on the stage or whether you're writing the information. So to answer your question, the adult learning theory and that's my shtick. Wow, wow. See, you see that's the thing. You have the tools. You know what to go into the toolbox for and bring out. Hey, um, let's talk a little bit about your interest in music, David. You said at the top of the hour, you said you have a, a radio station uh, that you play music on for people who, um, uh, I think you said 50s through 80s or something, uh, or 60, 60s, 60s through, 60, through the 70s. 80s. Yeah, very cool. Uh, probably our most creative uh part ever in music i would say like when the 60s came out there were no rules everything was being re rewritten and there was an explosion of creative uh music like everywhere you turned and uh i don't think we've ever like really topped that yet you know and, and maybe we never will i don't know <laughs> so tell me about your experience of of putting this together why did you put it together and tell me about how you integrate this into your life well great question thanks well i mentioned earlier i was in radio broadcasting for 12 years uh that really was a, a big part of my life that was back in the early, started in the early 80s until the mid 90s or so. And uh, back in, uh, what was it, 2015, I was introduced to internet radio. And I was helping a, a friend of mine, because I'm also a voiceover artist as well, got the big microphone to prove it. All right. <laughs> and, uh, well, I want to make sure I'm using the right microphone yeah, here. Hold I, on a second. No. Right microphone. Hold on. I was using that one. So could you hear me better now? Oh, yeah. That sounded really bad, <laughs> badass. Pardon my French, okay. but that sounded really good. So let me get it. So, so, now, so now it should be a whole lot better, right? Yeah. Yeah. Much better quality for sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was, this microphone was way over here. That's okay. Anyway, yeah. anyway I was helping him to uh, uh, produce some jingles for his internet radio station. And and after a while, I was saying, "Hey, wait a minute! I could uh, I could have one of these of my own because anybody can start an internet radio station. Uh, that's a whole nother subject right there." So, 2015, I started the station, and I started with just the 1970 through 1976. And even though I had been in radio broadcasting in the past, I was just blown away on how much great music came from that just that short period of time, yeah. 1970 
through 1976. And I was just doing the top 40 stuff at that time. And then the station has has kind of evolved over the years to where it is now. I brought in the 60s. I brought in the rest of the 70s. I brought in the 80s and a lot of album-oriented rock, AOR, for those that yeah. grew up in our time period in the in the uh, New York tri-state area. You may remember WNEW back in the heyday playing album-oriented rock, and that was one of my inspirations and also WBAB on Long Island. Yeah, that was uh, the, the coolest stuff going because they, they would play an entire album. You know, and like you put the radio on and you go, hey, we're going to get into uh, whatever, you know, and, and we're going to play Dark Side of the Moon or whatever. And they play the whole album on, on FM radio. That was very, very cool. Love those days. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, right now I've got over close to 8,000 songs are part of the library. Uh, it's fairly, it's for the most part, it's automated. There's no commercials. You can find it by going to cliradio.com, which stands for Classic Long Island Radio. Once you're there, you can listen to the station there, or you can find some. There are a number of apps that you can also find the station. Wow, that that is terrific. So, do you um, do you ever come on and do any talking on it, or is it just completely music? It's completely music. It's a uh, uh, it's it, it it's completely music. There are jingles in there where you hear my voice. I I can go live if I wanted to, but I don't. It's uh, uh I have categorized every song based on the tempo in and the tempo out, so it can all mix. I've created clock wheels so everything mixes just right, and I've got two special shows: Sunday morning smooth jazz. Sunday is 7 a.m. to noon, or 7 a.m. to 2 Eastern Standard Time. And then I have just started a blues show from noon to 4 on Saturdays. Wow, that is great. So do you do all the programming for this? All of it. Wow. 100%, 100% finding the music, buying the music. Uh, yes. Wow, that, that is some endeavor. Um, so when do you sleep, David? <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 I do pretty good. I, I go to sleep every night at 10 o'clock, and I'm up at 6 o'clock every morning. I go for my morning walk. But uh, things are always spinning in my head. But I, 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 that's, my, that's my time to really release. Yeah, so no retirement in your future. You know, I, I am retired from the military. However, right. uh, uh, retirement, I don't know what, no. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll always be working. <laughs> I, I, I'm encouraging people to take that out of the lexicon of their uh, vocabulary, the word retirement. <laughs> it's like, now nah, there's too many good things to do each and every day, you know. Um, yeah. So outside of that, out, what do you like to do when you have chill time besides your morning walk? When you want to be away from business, just to just to say, I, you know, I need a little break. I want to do something for my own head. What do you like to do? I love to drive. I love to my wife and I to go on vacations here in Atlanta. We're not that far from Orlando, uh, uh, Hilton Head. We spend a lot of time Savannah, uh, Myrtle Beach, just getting away from the weekend, going up to Asheville for a long weekend. So we really enjoy that. Um, 
I, I love my music. I've got it on in the background. I love tinkering with that. My wife tells me I tinker with it too much. It's <laughs> it is a hobby. It's an ex, it's it's a somewhat expensive hobby because I've got to buy the music, but it's so um, it's so rewarding to see how many people are listening to it around the world. Yeah. That that is very very rewarding to have that going on, yeah. You're a man after my own heart with that traveling. I was just in Myrtle Beach, I think a month and a half ago. Really beautiful down there, and the South in general is just awesome. You know, really love it. Um, as we're getting closer to the end here, what can you share with us, with our audience, to say um, if there's somebody who is thinking about? Um, you know, expanding their speaking career, and they've been on the fence, and they're not really sure, you know, what to do, how to go about it. What can you say to them to convince them to invest in themselves um, to broaden their horizons? Well, you, the uh, so uh, you know, someone who's looking to make it as a career is certainly that one individual that I could talk to and and to uh, answer their questions about. The speaking business. I've been a part of National Speakers Association for a while as well. And the uh, the other person that I like to talk to is that one that knows they need to get out and speak at work or in other places, but has that fear. The number one fear is speaking in public. Number two is dying and stealing a joke from Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> is that we'd rather be in the coffin than giving the eulogy. <laughs> so so that that individual, that business owner that knows they need to be up and speaking in front of the networking event, but is afraid to, doesn't know how to write their presentation, that's the individual that I really would like to talk to. Yeah. And, and the way that you can talk to me is go to my website, presentyourwaytosuccess.com, and you'll find a link all over the place on my website to set up a free 30-minute coaching call. No selling, all about you and answering your questions. You can't beat that with a uh, rubber mallet. That is an offer that you just can't refuse. So mm -hmm. uh, people take advantage of that. Please uh, go to David's website. And all of the links, David, we will have um, in the show notes for everything about you and your wonderful brand and your radio station, of course, too. So um, in wrapping up, I'd just like to say thank you so much for being a part of podcasting your global career. And I want to wish all of God's blessings on you and your wife and your family moving forward. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much, James. Hey, if you guys like what's going on here, please leave a great review in the Apple Podcasts. I've left a simple review process in the show notes, and we'd really appreciate it. And also, don't be shy. Forward this to your best friend because you know they need it. Hey, if you need some coaching, hit up the link in the show notes. It's calendly.com forward slash dharmic. And you can take a little chance with me, and I'll get you on your way. That's a wrap for me today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials, or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery. If wishes were windows, I'd open one and find That freedom is really a simple state of mind
Places. I'll take you places 